shape, right? And, and the, the left side blows up, and then the whole plane just explodes. It's not a joke! It's not a joke! We get thrown off the plane all because Brownie has a bad dream? I saw it. The plane! It's gonna blow up! It's gonna blow up! All 287 passengers are feared dead. Because of you, I'm still alive. Tammy in the pool that time. Don't let it happen, okay? Nobody has control over life and death. Unless they are taking lives and causing death. Now, can you promise me that no one else is going to die? Welcome to uh, Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. I'm Mick Kelly. And we are recording uh, via Skype again, Cal. We are now on uh, another irritating lockdown. Yes, and it's like... Oh, you are. are, Well, I'm not. You're you're not. You're like my mum's not in Stratford either, but it's just a safe thing to do at the moment, isn't it? It's not that. I don't want to get grassed up by bloody neighbours. Oh, exactly, exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, it, there is a thing, the fact that we work together, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you just don't know, that, do you? That's, that's the irritating thing, and it's probably best to to go buy it. And uh, for, for, At least we're recording on a Saturday. You've got a cup of coffee, I've got a cocktail. Uh, I was kind of hoping you would have had an old-fashioned on the go, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yeah. If I have that, it just knocked me out for the night. I love a bit of old-fashioned, but it's a bit too early, a bit too early. It is, it is a bit too early. Well, uh, what's your... Uh, have you got any viewing plans for tonight? We, we're picking films out. We're meant to be picking films out. Uh, and it, each, each of us are going to pick a film to put on. 
Um, but no one else has chosen <laughs> yet. Only me. All right. So, uh, what, what about boys tonight? Yeah. And night is well. Me and Emma have the same Saturday night at the moment. We have boys. Have I got news for you? Oh, what's that last night? Was it good? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Really good. Right. Paul Merton didn't say hardly anything. That's the only thing. You what? Paul Merton didn't say much at all. Didn't he? All right. I don't know. He, didn't, he didn't really need to. The other guy was doing rather well. Ah, <laughs> uh, was he? All right. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we do that tonight, and then um, and we do something after that. But I don't know. Usually, some kind of we're watching this really weird program on the Amazon on Amazon moment. You've sort of caught this Bear Grylls called the Race. Have you saw that? Yeah. yeah. Advertisement on there. It's not bad. It's like this really hardcore endurance race, and oh, it's right. like there's like hundred teams. It's who can get to the end. We're watching yeah. that at the moment. Oh, right. Okay. It's really setting like. Uh, uh, not barley, somewhere Papua New Guinea, I think, something like that. It's really, really good. It's really good. Oh, yeah. That's quite a hardship for him, then, isn't it? Yeah. What about you? What you? Well, I say I picked out Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade to watch, so I thought that might be quite good. My um, favourite of the films. Yeah. My wife and my daughter at the moment are downstairs playing Lego Harry Potter. Right, oh, right on the Xbox, and so I wouldn't mind watching the last three films of them as well because it's a bit more kind of actually packed and adult-y kind yeah. of thing but that's it really so, oh um someone feeds phil series four has started but i wouldn't mind watching that oh is that on netflix now that's on netflix now yeah i've had to be honest with you i've had an afternoon of, <laughs> i've had an afternoon of ainsley harriet <laughs> well because he's doing a program at the moment on after james martin and it's all to do with um comfort foods it's all to do with kind of pub foods and comfort foods and and all this uh, kind of stuff and so I've got recipes for lamb for tomorrow, and I'm going to make after this, uh, maybe doing some chocolate fudge brownies. So, you know, that's my plan. But uh, otherwise, I'll just be having a bottle of wine and eating a large bar of dairy milk, getting fat. That's about it, really. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to wake up. It's like, well, I can't, I'm not going to be doing any of my exercises or doing any, any of my, my kind of my diet or anything. So it's literally yeah, yeah, just yeah. everything that I've everything that I've done well on. <laughs> I'm just going to go. So. So there you go. So um, so yeah. So did you? When did you watch Final Destination? Then this is what we're talking about. Watched it uh, yesterday afternoon. I did. Oh, free, I did a. I did a free film Friday. I watched three. I watched three films in a row yesterday. Oh, what else did you watch? I watched uh, like a Canadian mafia film called Mafia Inc., which is amazing. Oh, it's like it's like Godfather type, really good. Then I watched uh, that, and then I watched Borat. I did it. Did it all in one. Oh right, but yeah, I think so... that be dressing gang yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it, it's could be arse yesterday. It's a stadium dressing gang, a la dude. Oh, that's it. Sounds... It was a very dude Friday yesterday. That's... Oh, it was in really many, in many ways more than one. <laughs> I didn't piss on my rug, but uh... <laughs> did you have a white Russian? I don't like white Russians, you know. Mm. I've been sick on one, and since oh, then, right. I don't like creamy cocktails like Kahula and or yeah yeah. Well, once you see kind of creamy cocktail, there's no there's no way back, is there? Yeah, it's like being sick on cider, and it it just like it changes you forever, doesn't it? No, no, it's not it's not good. I can't, uh, when's the last time you've been sick with booze? Can you remember? Booze? No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking in the morning when you felt a bit rough. I mean, like out drink. I, I can't uh, remember. Not for well, I've been, I've been sick afterwards when I've made myself sick for like exactly. But but actually during the during the kind of drinking yeah when you get like remember the sickness stage you used to get when you were younger yeah I probably when we were younger probably twenty yeah. 
25 years ago, I think, really. I've so, been sick I, 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 I find it hard to get to that point now where I have, with my drinking, I can just keep on going and going until I just think, well, I'm going to go to sleep. Good asleep, um, yeah. I, I don't get to I don't get to a sick stage anymore. I, I I cannot remember the last time I had that kind of thing where the room spins and you feel you've got to go the opposite direction to yeah, go yeah, and yeah, yeah. try. I haven't had that in age, but that's probably because of the fact that we I drink sensibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. What, what about you? When was the last time you I, I don't I was thinking about it like I felt ill because <laughs> yeah. I don't drink that much. Generally it's though with me, it's the kind of drink I'm drinking. Mm. It's like that's too sickly. But I haven't been sick, I think. I think the last time was when I was, oh, I think, oh, God, no, no, I know. It was about, about 12 years ago where I went to uh, Liverpool with, with my wife and uh, Emma, and um, we won two bottles of red wine uh, in a meal, and I thought I'll drink them because I ain't wasting them. Mm-hmm. I drunk two bottles of red wine, oh. I drunk a risotto, and had a creme, creme brulee. Oh, God. So you had a risotto, which is creamy anyway. And the creme, creme brulee. Two bottles of red wine. Then we went out. And oh. I got halfway down from the hotel. I had to run back to the hotel and be sick. That was oh the last God. time. Uh, still carried on. Yeah. But my drink tasted a bit weird all night then. Red, red wine with risotto, though. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a bond it, mistake. <laughs> it was free. Free, free red wine. Did you know you had the red one before you went? No, you no, the risotto? no. We ordered the meal, oh. and then they come out and said you wouldn't need bottles of wine. And how I just assumed it was. I don't know. I thought, oh, whatever. They just bought it out, and it was two bottles of red wine. So, right. and I thought, got to drink a bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. But so what, what, what did you do to win them? It was when we, no, Emma won like it was years ago. This one, she was like a, a photo competition, and we stopped at the Hope Hope Street Hotel. Oh, I know. I stopped there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you stopped this really nice, didn't it? And we stopped, we had a sweet in there and a meal, but we didn't know we had the wine because we probably would have ordered something different if we'd. Because it yeah. said meal and drinks, but yeah. I just assumed it was a drink, not, not two not bottles two. of red wine. Oh, God. I thought, well, might as well drink them. Well, you did, not, you did well to get through two bottles in a meal, yeah. really. Well, I was knocking it back. I think, you know, I had a, I had a bottle last night, and because like my wife doesn't drink, um, well, she likes a cheeky G&T, but she's not like... Um, mm. We are the yin and yang. There's no... There's like, no like, like Emma? Emma yeah. likes a drink, but that's it, really. Yeah, a so the, the, when, we, when we have something to drink, she doesn't really drink white wine anymore because it makes her ill, but she, she did like the, the wine that we had the other day, the red wine from Australia that Ed had gotten. And um, so she has... But she'll have a glass. Maybe a top-up, maybe one and a half, yeah. and I tend to finish it all off. I've come to the conclusion that it's like if I do have this wine tonight, as long as I don't get stared down for it, then I think I, I, I could do because you can get about four glasses of wine out of a bottle of wine, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I get to three glasses and I'm happy there. I tend to go by the fourth. I'm like, oh, I don't want to waste it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? But if I could have, maybe that maybe you, you can get three quarter bottle of wine. Maybe I don't yeah. know. And the reason yeah. there's a bit like the bad news. I'll pay for that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like wasting alcohol. I it's really working. I think it's working class, mm. right? Where, right, if you get something free, all it's like you got to drink it, even if you don't want to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like wasting anything anyway. I mean, I made pizzas <laughs> last night, right? And for some, I did three pizzas, the three of us, right? But I wanted to do just a variety of it. So we did like seafood, then we did ham and pineapple, and we also had pepperoni. And which literally, we've got a plate left of pizza slices. That's what I was eating when when we came online. And we've still got about four down in there tonight. We've got nachos tonight. We're doing nachos yeah. and cheese. But it's like, I don't, I don't want to waste it. And he's yeah. like, well, 
Well, I've had a slice. I can't have another one because I'm even I'm feeling crap. Now, I had I ate a whole bag of bloody chocolate raisins, didn't I? Well, which, <laughs> which, which which I maintain is the reason why my stomach hurts. Nothing to do with the alcohol. <laughs> Although my my nursing wife uh, apparently knows apparently knows better. <laughs> yeah. So you but, did find a destination yesterday as well. I did it yesterday as well. I did it yesterday morning, and then I watched Barat straight afterwards. So yeah, when. Can you remember the last time you watched Final Destination? You know what? I couldn't remember after that film. I don't think I've saw it since I saw it at the time. Uh, I saw it on video with you when we lived together. Yeah. Because uh, I bought it on video. Oh, no. did I buy it on video? Or was it, was it? the DVD? Well, I don't own the DVD. So yeah. I'm not too sh- Maybe it was a cinema then. I could have sworn I would have bought it knowing my my um, love for Ali Lala. Ali Oh, oh God, I, she forgot how she's in that. She's, you know what? <clears throat> she's she still looks absolutely stunning now. She really yeah. does. She really does. Oh, I just saw it, but that's something I saw him was Heroes when she was in them first season of Heroes, weren't that's she? The, and that's the reason why I only watched the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heroes. Anyway, should we get into the the crux of um, the whole film? Yeah, so we're doing Final Destination, the first film. Um, the funny thing is, is I, I do I don't have any clips, but we have got the theme tune which will play. Oh, Kel, we haven't done the theme. What, what did we do? Play some kind of theme tune. Yeah, we're
Well, that was that was amazing. We, we could tell that we're doing this online and not thingy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, music for that was done by um, Shirley Walker. What's the only other music that's played throughout this film? There's a Trent, there's a Norris Now song in it, isn't there? Uh, well, okay, okay. There might oh, be, you mean... but there's only one consistent song throughout the whole of it from, by one consistent artist. Do you know? Give you a clue. Died in a plane clash. Oh, you mean the John Denver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Denver, yeah, yeah, throughout the whole of it. So. This was directed by James Wong, um, screenplay by Glenn Morgan, James Wong, and Jeffrey Reddick. Look how big, look how big the writing is on this. <laughs> you know, I can see that. <laughs> uh, done by Hard Eight Pictures. That was just one page. What a waste of trees. Um, it came out on March the seventeenth, two thousand. A running time, a brilliant running time of ninety-eight minutes as well. I, I said one thing. I, I did. I forgot how much I enjoyed this film. Yeah, it makes me. I know you shouldn't do it. But the deaths in it sort of are cheery in a weird way, sort of make you laugh because it's yeah. sort of so ridiculous and it's so well done. Because the best thing about this film is the is the writing of the deaths are really well done, aren't they? Oh, they, they really are. I mean, we know we know when to go and get the the try and find the um, the theme tune and the trailer, which obviously we'd have heard. It's got a really really good beginning, hasn't it? Really. Oh really yeah, good. it really has. But. On YouTube, they had the um, <clears throat> the deaths from all the other some of the all the other films. Now I've I've seen um, Final is Destination that, two because that's Ali one the in that car one. crash is that the crash on the motorway? I think so. Yeah. Or oh, is that the third one? Anyway, Ali Lars is in the second one, um, so that's the only reason why I saw it. I have not seen any others, but they had a couple of death scenes on there, and I watched the one which involved a gymnast, right? And have you seen that? And there's this there's this girl doing like the on the what's it called the beam. Yeah, 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 and there's a there's a, a screw on the beam, and you're looking, going, where? How did that screw? Obviously, some obviously you knew that from the earlier in the film, and and she ends up stepping on it. She falls off. A load of dust goes everywhere, and the girl is on the you know the uh, the bars doing the bars. Yeah, parallel bars. And she, she ends up not being able to see. She lands, and she lands with her back breaking in half. Uh-huh. And you look at that, and you go, ooh, that's now I want to watch the rest of that. <laughs> yeah. Just for the death. I might just see if there's a Final Destination death compilation on, on YouTube. Because I've saw the last one I saw, I went and seen I went to see five Final Destination five. I went right. with I went with Kev to see that. Ooh. Um and that's got a really good death involving a suntan bed. Really oh right, yeah. There's a longer version of that apparently, because that was cut. Oh well. yeah. yeah. It's a really good because that's what these films are. They're a bit like they're a bit in casualty when we were a kid, weren't it? Yeah. But what's yeah. going to happen there? You know, what's going to happen there. The man yeah. on the ladder, hedge cutting. You can see where <laughs> yeah. this is going to go. <laughs> so have you seen? Have you seen all of the Final Destination films? Oh. Have you? The, is so, six now? Is it? I was like, oh, seven or. Uh, and there's supposed to be another one. They're doing a reboot. Whatever that means. If it's oh, redoing it, I don't know. But one thing I noticed: they've never got gradually not as violent because the bit the deaths in this are actually quite violent aren't they yeah i think they're more disturbing i think well, in yeah this. and I, I forgot it's like like are you, are you going for the film or are we just going to talk will, about no we will go for the film i've got some notes there so we'll go through it so the first thing is premonition yeah. that's quite disturbing that plane bit isn't it it is actually and it's also you see him getting burnt up you forget about that bit don't you? That, that's shocked me that yeah we'll talk about that we'll, we'll... that's like, oh <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I know, yeah. Well, we'll go for that when we get get um, gain it. So, uh, yeah, so it's only 19 minutes long as well. And when I was watching, I don't know if you found this, but at the beginning of the film, I'm watching this, and I'm about, I'm about 10 minutes into it before they've even got off the plane. And I'm thinking, 
how are they going to fit all this into 88 minutes now? Yeah. But it's amazing actually how the pace of the film is really, uh, really well done. Uh, it's a new line cinema film. So obviously that this is, um, you know, getting they got the money there from Lord of the Rings. Uh, he had a budget of 23 million and made 100 and, uh, 113 million. So he did really well. Got a little bit of a fact thing here before we, before we start talking about the cast. Um, the film did begin as a spec script written by Reddick for an episode of The X-Files. Oh. Um, and this was done in order for Reddick to get a TV agent. And a colleague at New Line Cinema persuaded Reddick to write it as a feature film. Later, Wong Morgan and the X-Files writing partners became interested in the script and agreed to rewrite and direct the film, marketing Wong, uh, Wong, Wong's film directing debut. Filming took place in New York City, Vancouver, and additional films done in Toronto and uh, San Francisco. Um, the principal cast, obviously, we're just going to go through the main people that are in this film, not not all of the songs. Well, it's not so, that many people, really. Apart from the first scene, yeah. there's a lot. It's, not, it's just them, isn't it? No, it's just them. So Devon Sora plays Alex Browning. Now, Devon Edward Sora was born September the 7th, 1978, Canadian actor. He was in Little Giants, Casper, Now and Then, Night of the Twisters, Wild America and Idle Hands. He's also in SLC Punk, which of the film that both me and you like. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is the other, another thing um, that I didn't know, he also played the character of Stan in the Eminem video. Oh, bloody hell. So I didn't, oh, I didn't that know that. is a good fact. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, the gorgeous, wonderful Ali Lata. Um, and and, and there's, there's no escaping the fact of how much I have had a, have and still do have a crush on. Well, I always think about this period. You had like you you, you had a girl crush on Maddie Lata and yeah. a man crush on Matthew Lillard. Yes, yeah. That was your That's, period, weren't it? Yeah, that, and, and also Chloe Sevigny. So oh, oh yeah, Chloe Sevigny as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they were, they were on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you talk about Matthew Lillard and SLC, SLC Punk. Kel, maybe you would like to explain to our good listeners why uh, we are not doing the pre-advertised Scream uh, podcast. Ah, mainly because we're lazy bastards these days. We don't actually want to buy anything. So mm. basically, it's got to be on uh, Netflix. My great observation, oh, mates, Scream's on Netflix. <laughs> you phone me up two weeks later. <laughs> the day before we're going to do it, Scream's not on them. Scream's not on Netflix. It's the TV series. <laughs> but a lovely scream. But then it was time to think. Well, you said I have to think about something, and I just put the phone down, and I put myself what other films were we really into around about that time, and I thought, oh, the other one we really liked was Final Destination, and luckily mm. that was on Amazon because all the others not on there, are they? No, no, no. The, the, I think the only other thing that I come up with was, was us uh, going to do The Exorcist, but um, but then I didn't know if you had The Exorcist. I've got the X's. Do you yeah, know the but... one I thought we could have done as well? Frighteners. That was going to be another one. Ooh. Next year, then Frighteners and the Exorcist. That's what we're doing. So yeah. yeah. So um, apologies for anyone who was uh, um, waiting for Scream. Uh, I didn't put it on Facebook. You know, I'm not on Facebook anymore. But I did put a little teaser on there uh, of just saying, well, I didn't tell anyone what it was. <laughs> what we doing? Yeah. So. It's in the same sort of ballpark of that because I think them films around about that period were all a little bit. Bit meta as well, weren't they? Like, I know what you did last summer, and that was number one round. That, yeah, they're yeah. all a bit in, in the like, I said, they're always they all know what's going on. Like, Scream, they knew they're in like a slasher films, and then with this, it's him working out, yeah, what's going on, and he sort of well, knows something going on. He, he works it out, but he doesn't work out very well, does he? No, no, <laughs> and not, someone not said the... they actually look at the, the the science in it, it's all over the shop, and it doesn't make any sense. 
I think the whole thing doesn't make any sense. If you look at it from a science point of view, we sat in deaf actually turning us off at the minute. You were sitting in the seat of a star. So, Ali Lata, uh, as Clear Rivers, uh, unusual name. For some reason, I thought it was Claire, but Clear Rivers. Uh, born Alison Elizabeth Lata on uh, February the 28th, 1976. American actress and model. She portrayed fictional model Allegra Coleman in a 1996 Esquire magazine hoax and took oh, on wow. guest roles on several television shows in the 90s. She did make her film debut in Varsity Blues, most well known for her wearing a, um, a bikini made out of cream. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you saw uh, that picture? Have I saw the picture? I've paused that, that. Pause that picture for quite a bit. That tape ran out, my friend. <laughs> 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 um, which was followed by the horror films House on the Haunted Hill. She achieved wider recognition. This is, an, I think you'll like this. She uh, achieved wider recognition for her portrayal of video game heroine Claire Redfield in the action horror films yeah. Resident Evil Extinction, Afterlife, and The Final Chapter. Yeah. So, there we go. I have not seen any of those. I am. I'm a big. They are good films, but they make no sense. And if you try and follow it, you're just lost. You've got to be into that world of Japanese gaming to like that film. But interestingly, they're doing a new, Netflix are doing a new series actually based on the first game in the Haunted oh, wow. House. But is Mila Djokovic in all of the Resident Evil? Yeah, she's like she's Alice really. Like right. it's, like I said, it's a made up thing. But basically, she's like a clerk. She's killed in the first film. And then the computer system makes a clone of her, but this clone becomes aware and tries to shut the computer down. It's just her trying to survive. Honestly, if you want to watch something where you turn your brain off and watch, it's got really cool scenes in it. They're good. I like them. I went to the cinema, saw all of them. I did. Well, you know what? I, I would really like to go back and play the first Resident Evil because I yeah. love that guy. I loved it. You can get, uh, you can surely you'll get it on the Xbox as well. They did. Three years ago, they did like a HD remake of it, and I really? played it. Really good, really, really good. It's like basically they rebuilt the game with the original code and just updated it, so it's like a modern game. It's mm. but you don't realise how short it is. You can do it in about two hours. Oh really? Because I bet they didn't you, I bet know, you they I had no, <laughs> no memory then. The PS One had no memory, oh. so they couldn't do big games. Honestly, if you see it cheap, mate, you do it in an afternoon. And, it, and it's, got, it's still got all the kind of the typewriter sound effects and the, the walking. still got the typewriter in it and the ribbon and all that. Oh, they kept it. It's exactly, it's the same game, just HD remake. They've started doing a lot of stuff and it's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, Kerr Smith plays Carter Horton. Uh, Kerr Van Cleve Smith, born uh, March the 9th, 1972, is the oldest actor in this film, apart from the teacher, is an American actor known for playing Jack McPhee on the WB drama series Dawson's Creek. Uh, oh. Carl Brody in the WB supernatural drama Charmed, and Robert in Freeform's The Fosters and Axel Palmer in My Bloody Valentine. is also known for playing uh, Carter Horton in in um, oh in this film. I don't know why I put that on there. <laughs> Weird. Um, Kirsten Cloak as Valerie Luton. Uh, Kirsten Ann Cloak, born 2nd of September 1968, and she's been in uh, quite a few TV programmes such as One West Wakey, Cheers, Mad About You, Dear John, Murder, She Wrote, Quantum Leap, and Doogie Howser. MG. I'm sure I've. Oh, she made a, a, a debut in Space Above and Beyond. I'm sure I've seen her, the teacher, in lots of things. Oh, whether she just looks like somebody who's a, another actress has been in, but she does look very familiar. Um, apparently, art as well. Um, I've got the two FBI agents in here because the, purely for the fact that they're, they're quite. What about Stifler? 
yeah, he comes at the end. Give it, give it, give it. <laughs> yeah, because the, the 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 two FBI guys have got quite an interesting uh, resume. Uh, Daniel Roebuck as Agent Wayne Daniel uh, and as Agent Wayne, born Dan Daniel Vandal James Roebuck on March the fourth, nineteen sixty three. He's been in The Fugitive and his uh, spin off US Marshals. Uh, he was Jay Leno in The Late Shift and Dr. Leslie Arts in Lost, as well as numerous Rob Zombie and Don Coscarello films. He's also known for his role as Cliff Lewis in Ben Matlock's Private Investigator, Matlock. Uh, now, this one, this is really interesting. Uh, and um, I, I've deliberately pulled this down because I thought you might quite, might find this good. Roger Guinevere Smith as Agent Shrek. Um, he was born in 1955. Actor and director, most known for playing uh, a collaboration with Spike Lee. He's appealed in films such as School Days, Do the Right Thing, King of New York, Deep Cover, Panther, Malcolm X, Poetic Justice, Ooh. Get on the Bus, Eve's Bow, He Got Game, and The Summer of Sam. And during the 1990s, he had a recurring role in A Different World. In 1996, he starred in a self-written and produced a Hugh P. Norton story, a one-man theatre performance, based on the life of Black Panther Party founder Huey P. Newton, for which Smith received an Obie Award. A performance was later filmed by Spike Lee and released in 2001. Well, that is an impressive resume. It is, isn't it, really? And he is also the biggest douchebag FBI agent ever in this film. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, the last two on here then. Shadi Donella plays Todd Wagner. Uh, He was born May the 18th, 1978, and he's he's appeared in such things as The X-Files, Smallville, CSI, uh, Monk and Lust. Now, here we go for Stifler. Sean William Scott as Billy Hitchcock, uh, born October the 7th, 76, American actor, comedian and producer, most well known, of course, as Steve Stifler in the American Pie franchise. Uh, he's also been in uh, Goon and Goon, Last of the Enforcers, Dude, Where's My Car, uh, Road Trip, Evolution. In fact, Dude, Where's My Car, Final Destination, Road Trip, we're all in the year 2000. <clears throat> um, Evolution, uh, The Dukes of Hazard, Mr. Woodcock and Role Models. He has also voiced Crash in four of the Ice Age animated series. Most recently, he's been in the Lethal Weapon TV series. Kel, is there anybody else I should bring up? Of course. Who's that? Dark Lord there. Old uh, Tony Todd. Tony Todd. He's literally only in this for a minute, but steals the whole film. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it, like you said, he had so much, we were big fans of him around this period because I don't. a candy man must have been around about this period, mustn't it? Uh, Candyman was. Let me let me read his thing out. Tony Todd as William Bloodworth, uh, born Anthony Tyron Tony Todd, December the fourth, nineteen fifty-four. He was Sergeant Warren in Platoon, Kern in Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, and Deep Space Nine. Ben in Night of the Living Dead. That's where we first saw him when he did we his loved, amazing. We would have. We remember we were obsessed with his fighting style, weren't we? Really, weren't we? <laughs> Because he's like, he just Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> we were amazed by that, weren't we? Uh, and but at this t- time, we were like, remember, we always had that stupid idea we were going to do like a comic, like about him and Captain Kirk fighting styles. Remember? Oh, yeah. He was. He was going to be. He was going to be. Um, what was that MTV thing where he had an animated? Oh um, yeah. Animated actors wrestling. Seventy death match. That was it, right? And we we wanted to see um, William Shatner, Patrick McGowan, yeah, Roy yeah. Thins. Yeah, uh, that was it. Uh, Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Candyman came about in 1992. Bloody. So we must have gone to see the cinema that because we both love Candyman. And you know, interestingly, that Candyman reboot done by um, 
Jordan Peele was supposed to be out at this month, right? Yeah. And loads of people are saying, he's Tony Todd in it, and he won't say. He said, you'd have to watch it and see. To me, he's going to be in it. Really? Maybe not as Candyman, because they've got, I know they've cast a new Candyman, okay. but I can't imagine they're not going to have Tony Todd in it. Well, the thing is, he's out. Let me just have a slurp of this, mate. Yeah. No, like I said, he, <clears throat> it's not like the Candyman. Right. It's not like he does a lot of stuff in it, though, is he? He's just menacing and has bees coming out of his mouth. The thing with him is his voice, isn't it? Oh, he yeah. Had such a baritone, didn't he? Oh, it's such a deep, a deep kind of thing going on. He could do Darth Vader, don't you think? Uh, yeah, actually, he could do. You know what I mean? I think he could play. Well, I want to see more Tony Todd. How old is he, though? Yeah. No. He's 68. Yeah, 68. Wow. And like I said, he's, he's amazing in this. What, five minutes? Doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> no. What is in it? Who is he? You're meant to think he's deaf, aren't you? That's the thing. You are meant you? to think he's deaf, but apparently he's he has turned around and said that's not the case. That's not the case. No. He's just a creepy He's just mortician. a mortician. All morticians look fairly creepy, don't they? I suppose yeah. he didn't have a sandwich on the go, which seems to be the, the biggest trope these days where you've got uh, you've got a mortician eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so do you want to? Should we go for the film? You jump in as as usual. Okay, so we get the depictions of death um, at the opening through the airport. Do you know? Do you do you think though? You know when you see anything where they're filmed in an airport, you automatically think of airplane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. I, I got you know this. I tell you, this is a film you would not watch on an airplane, is it? Oh no. <laughs> no, it really, it really isn't, is it? It really ain't. Also, I mean, it's in the facts. Um, no, I'll read them out afterwards because it's quite shocking, actually, where a lot of the, the footage comes from. But as you said earlier on, the, the opening kind of depiction of death is really quite oh, really sorry. quite graphic and stuff like that, but also doesn't mirror what actually happens when the plane crashes, if you notice. Because they take off, yeah. and on his, predic- on his prediction, it, it all kind of the, the plane spins round, there's loads of fire starts going on, there's, there's several people get sucked out yeah. of the plane. Uh, and then they all get, but literally in in when you see it, it just blows up, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah, because that's the weird thing as well. Like it doesn't ex- because this is the thing with it. It doesn't really explain why he has this premonition, does it? No, it really doesn't. But you don't know why he's having this. No, and there's premonitions throughout the whole thing from when he wakes up, from his clock changing from you know flashing to flight 180, which took yeah. apparently took five five hours to do. To um, Ali Lata's character, Claire, dropping her book on the on thing. And if you notice the page he's looking at, he's the crash of Princess Diana. Ah. So there's loads, there's loads. When you go back and look at him, there's absolutely loads of different things. His date of birth is the same as the, the flight. And he also gets in the seat number of his date of birth as well. So there's loads of these little little things all the, all the way through. But I think things like this have happened, haven't I? Because I was looking online after I watched it about real premonition that people mm. had. And there is loads of people who have had them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've got off planes and they've crashed. It, it's quite... Well, I mean, imagine what, the survivor's what, what guilt. in that situation? Oh. Say, right, well, you and Natalie and Ollie are going on flying, you know, I know you're just cruising, but say we're not going to fly, and then up you had a thing where you were all killed on a plane, would you get on that plane? <laughs> it's hard to uh, say, isn't it? I probably would just get on it, because you'd just think it was just nerves, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, if it was really realistic, I'd probably think, you know what, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe yeah, let's, let's defer it. Yeah, say if you dreamt something and then on the way to the airport, everything was exactly the same, then I might have second. Yeah, I might. and then I'd probably also just mention it to a 
somebody so that you don't have that survivor's guilt too much by saying, look, I don't want to be funny, man, but I had a bit of a weird dream that this was going to crash. Can you check the engines and stuff? Also, I'd probably say something like that. Um, yeah. Because it's survivor's guilt. I mean, that's the one good thing about this. None of them have survivor's guilt apart from the teacher. Yeah. The teacher suffers terribly with survivor's guilt because she told the, the French teacher to get on. Yeah. I'm the others, it. if you don't mind me saying, seem to get over it pretty no. bloody quickly. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. Emotional depth is not their strong point in this because they don't seem to yeah. give a shit. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Claire, Ali Waters, Ali Lata's character, I mean, she, you find out she lives on her own and stuff, so, and they're yeah. meant to be at school at this point. But so. you know what, we really talk about that, because when I was watching this film, I was thinking, what does this film remind me of? Because I think there's a bit like the omen, isn't there? Because in that omen, there's that going on with the photographer, isn't there? Yeah, Keep yeah. And all the things. And also, you know, I can't think, and I think it was called Survivor. There's a film made in the 70s with Robert Powell in it. Mm. And he plays someone who survives a plane crash, and he but he gets off, and they all get killed. And then weirdly, you have a look for it. Death then tries to come for him to take him back to the crash because his mental uh-huh. died. It's called Survivor or Survivors done in the seventies. Well, it is. I mean, it is a a, a long-standing mythical story about cheating death. It's been well told in many kind of things. Most recently in the Harry Potter films, where uh-huh. the, it's all the story of the Elder Wand about how they, they each have this kind of thing to hide from death, and death comes and gets them all. Apart from the one, I think he has a cloak, the invisibility cloak, and he hides from death, and he, and he gives himself up to death at the end when he's at his, when he's at his time kind of thing. So it's always, you know, there's always links to death in it. I do like the fact that death is just kind of shadowy kind of thing that you see goes behind you. And, and yeah, that's, I, I forgot about that, that it actually is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a living thing because, like, as we go on with the death, it's not random. These things are, are, are actually happening. Something's controlling it, isn't it? Whatever mm. it is. Yeah. Which is very weird. I'm going to talk about when we get, when we get to the Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. I do like the fact when he, he, he's, you know, he says, look, I want to get off the plane. But why does, and I've wrote here, dickhead jock punching him. Why does he put, why, why, why does he do that? Why is he such an uptight arsehole from day one? Yeah. Like I said, the one thing about it at the beginning is it doesn't make any sense why the others get off the plane. Yeah. The Stifler character, well, he'll always be Stifler to us. He'll always be Stifler, yeah. It makes no odds why he's got in. He done anything, has he? Nah. nah, he was just coming back from the toilet and got and got pushed off the plane. Yeah. The teacher gets off the plane, and, and Clea gets off because she believes that she had a feeling something well, wasn't Well, Adelaide has that link with him. That's the weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, which isn't explained either, is it? No. Yeah. Um, so we get the FBI... Now, why are they just generally being arseholes straight away? Do you know what well, I mean? Is it a rule in America that anyone portraying an FBI has got to be an arse? <laughs> yeah, because I always say as well, a lot of this film is pre-9-11. Yes, it did, yeah, yeah. And I think, right, if this would have been after 9-11, that would have made more sense, wouldn't it? Like, oh, he's a terrorist. Well, apparently, according to um, one of the links online, that if this was made after 9-11... Anything like that, they would have grounded the plane anyway, and everyone would have to have got off. So they do that now. You're right because I was reading about that. Yeah, if someone says that, they'll probably they'll have a, they'll set the plane now, won't they? Yeah, they'll set the plane out. Yeah. So um, they all get a lift home, apart from um, Clear, who then gets a lift from Alex. It then jumps 34 days later. Is it 39 days yeah. later? Yeah. Which is in coincidence with the amount of people who died, where they have a memorial, uh, and then you get the jock banging on about, "I'm never going to die," and you think, yeah. well. You are, aren't you? Somewhere along the line, throughout life, everyone's going to die. The only consistent thing in life is you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the main thing. Um, 
Now, what I do quite like is when he's he, the whole thing when Todd dies. So you get this strange wind that comes through. And like you said earlier on, a bit like the casualty kind of thing, you can almost see what's going to happen. But, with the fact that he's in there. But there's so many different things. Like, I, I couldn't quite remember how he died. No, when he's got the razor blade, I'm thinking, ooh, that's going to be bad. But I like it because it's it's like it teases you for a bit, doesn't it? It nearly happens. Yeah. Nearly happens. And that's, the, I think it's such a wow. I'd say the best thing in this film is the setups, the mechanics of the accents are really well done. And as, as they went along in the other films, they didn't get as good. But in this, it's like, yeah, I forgot that how good it is, but you think it's random until the yeah. water. Until the water. I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's an awful lot of toilet things in this where the, the, the person's videoed a lot of people taking the trousers down and sitting on the loo reading books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way through, and there's a cut scene apparently where even the girls do it a bit later on. But yeah, so he ends up ends up there's water on the floor. He slips underwater, and then um, and then gets hung by the washing line going across the top, which is a really horrific. Yeah, really. And I said I like the way it's done as well. The way he's in the bath and he can't get his foot in. Yeah, it's well thought out, isn't it? Mm. Mm. But it's horrible, isn't it? It's you forget how horrible it is. I think this must have been an eighteen back then, mustn't it? I think it was, it was it not an 18? No, no. Is it 15? No, is it? 15, no. Oh, right. Okay. Because there's always sexual red. violence that pushes it over to 18 these days. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so poor old Todd dies. And so he he's obviously, he, he gets that bit of paper, doesn't he? That <laughs> I like that bit as well. You know, the bit where he's, he looks about, he's, you know, he's, like, he's just been in a plane crash. He's sitting at his desk and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to pull out, I'm going to pull out a Playboy magazine. Yeah. No one's around. <laughs> No, you are right, that is. And it's like the reality of it, who fucking reads a magazine? I wouldn't yeah. show you what you're really fucking doing, would <laughs> Well, that's the thing. He does give that look of like, hmm, but then looks at Ali Lata and thinks, oh, no, I better, I better not <laughs> I knock one off now. When I'm in the middle of uh, looking for, like, to work out what's going on, he's like, hmm, I'll do that. So one of his magazines ends up getting destroyed by the fan and, and he gets, you know, amazingly, yeah. he picks up the word Todd. And he rushes to the house, and there's the FBI again looking, going, oh, what, you know, what are you up to? Um, I think one of the most horrific ones is the girl, uh, Terry, who gets hit by the bus. No, because it's so random, you don't yeah. expect it, do you? Well, you That's... see the bus, don't you, in the, in the mirror when he looks at it, but then when well, he turns around. That doesn't make any sense why he's constantly seeing them things. If he's meant to be involved in it, why mm. would death give him a premonition of death? I don't know. Is it punishment? Is, like that, yeah, is that what it is? Was he meant to die and he's like, people are going to keep dying around him until... Well, it's, well, it's only those people that were, had got off the plane, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. But like someone says, well, what if we were meant to get off the plane? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's never... You know, they might have actually... That might have been fight themselves, mind it. But yeah, when she gets killed. But again, Alex doesn't look too bothered by it, does no, he? No, no. Do you know what I mean? They're all a bit shot covered in blood, but they're all a bit sort of like, ah, oh, well, you know, there we go. Um... Okay, so the FBI, they again, oh, 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 you know, getting involved and everything. And I like, but why does it? Oh, and you know, this was this was one of the scenes where you go, what are you doing? He knows the teacher's leaving. Why does he just go up to the door, knock on the door, and say, look, I keep having these things. Can we can we check your car? Can I mean, like, instead of sneaking around a house? Yeah. And then, do you know what I mean? Looking at the tires, and then and he's thinking, oh god. But again, her death. He's really, really done well because yeah. it's the way of the cup. Yes. And it's like, I forgot how crafty that done was where she had something 
hot. Hot, and then she was then cold. It was a bit cold, it split it, and it dripped on the computer, and then yeah. the white dripped all the way like that. Whether vodka would go up exactly like that, I don't know. Would it really burn like that? Well, it is alcohol, isn't it? But it's also diluted alcohol because she's got lots of ice in it. So yeah. maybe not. And also it's like, and then when he, and then, oh, did you do the thing when he picks the knife up? And you think, for fuck, why? Well, you know, I always think that scene, there was obviously something more in that scene with him picking the knife up and it mm. was never done. I, I just, I always thought that, right? They were meant to be making that they thought he was doing it all. Yeah, that. yeah, with the footprints in the blood. Yeah, like I think, yeah, that's it. But it was sort of the blew it up then. It didn't matter anyway that he picked the picked mm. the knife up anyway. But that is really, really a horrible death. And he actually makes it worse, doesn't he? He actually yeah. kills in the end. Well, the table falls over, doesn't it? And yeah. the table pushes the knife through. But considering where the knife is, which in essence is in her heart, right? The only way of her staying alive at that point was not to take the knife out. Yeah. Because as soon as you take, if you ever get yeah. stabbed, you keep that in because as soon as you take it out, that's it. It's, it's good. She's going to bleed all over the place. to John Denver again, isn't she? It, exactly, yeah, which is which is really weird. Um, and of course, he he runs out and the house blows up. A stiffler's riding along on his bike. He gets everywhere. Again, stiffler. He's just, bit, oh, you know, you think a stiff is scripting this. Oh, yeah. Dick. Hey, dude. Hey, you dick. That's yeah. it, isn't it? He doesn't do anything. He's just yeah. riding around his bike everywhere they're meant to be. But I suppose that's the point, isn't it? That they can't escape each other. Yeah. yeah. They're always kind of running into each other. Yeah. As soon as they all start to figure out that, you know, Alex, he's telling the truth, like there is predictions and he's trying to work it out. They all jump in Carter's car, who's been an arsehole again. Um, amazing car, though. Oh, it's amazing car, that is. Really, he's a, really, he's a good car. I think it's a car. Yeah, I think, is, that, is that a charger? No, it's not a charger. It looks like a charger, but it's not a charger. I did, I did actually write it down, but I haven't it's got it. It's funny there. with the SS thing on the front, isn't it? That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, but it's yeah, such yeah. an amazing American bloody muscle car, isn't Prime it? Muscle car, that is. And the, yeah. it's such a shame that he gets destroyed on the on the train. Well, there's him banging about. I'll, I'll decide when I die. No one else does. And but he did, but it's not only that. He decides that everyone else is going to die. Yeah, which is, really, which is really like, oh yeah, you do, you do deserve to go. But when that when Alex pulls him out of the car and you see that little bit of metal on the railway, oh. right, and you're thinking, if you haven't seen this film already. That's brilliant because you're thinking, oh, what's going to happen here? You think, well, he's going to get it. And then when he flies up and cuts off Stifler's head, and it doesn't even cut it off at the neck either, does it? It cuts no. it from the mouth, which is well, like, yeah. like, oh. But yeah, again, they're not overly bothered, are they? No, again, it's like, oh, right, there you go. The police are coming. <laughs> we better run off. It's like, bloody hell. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, how does, how does uh, oh, right, yeah, so they, they bugger off. They manage to run away. Alex then saves Clear from... You know, and that's crazy. That is, we've all the bloody electrical wires going over that, and the FBI turn up so they can see he's trying to help. And then he kind of just ends there, doesn't it? It kind of like okay, without the woods, and it goes to six months later. Along on the way, to, why would they go to Paris? Do you think this is just like a psychological thing where they felt the, the need to go to complete the journey? Yeah, yeah, I think it's that, or I don't know if there was was that an add-on because I thought they were going to, you know, they were thought they were going to do another one. Could be because they've all got different haircuts because they was all filming different things at this film as well. They was all doing different films because Ali Lata's got blonde hair at this point now. Um, the the jock guy has got longer hair. Alex looks like he's got slightly the same hair, but they're in Paris and they're enjoying it. And then, but Alex becomes a bit paranoid again, goes to walk off. And loads of strange series of events to just to make a sign fall down and ultimately kills um, kills Carter. It just ends then, so you you don't see any more deaths, but. In the second one, it's only Ali Lata who's in the second one, is it? Because she apparently 
puts herself in a mental hospital because Alex gets killed by a falling brick or something. Uh, well, I that's that's kind of thing. If it'd be on Amazon the others, I'd probably watch the second yeah. one. Yeah. I thought I'd watch that now because it might be one of watching, doesn't it? Mm. Because like I said, what's good about this film? I think it knows what the good stuff is, isn't it? It relies on that. And the other stuff doesn't matter. It's no. short, isn't it? You know, it's not in the real world. You don't really understand what they're up to. But I just like it. It's about the scares. And yeah. like I said, if you haven't saw this film before, any of the Waffle fans who have not saw it, we'd look playing it down a bit. But they are shocking deaths. Mm. They're not is, because they come out of nothing. And this is before you got all the kind of, before you got Hostel, before you got the Saw yeah. movies, you know. I think, I think, I think Hostel took it to an. I think Hostel took it to a new level of, yeah. of horror. I think I thought that was a brilliant horror film. I really oh. did. I, I found it quite disturbing. I found it's it horrible. quite, uh, you know, really quite manipulative. And you really and, support him getting away at the end, don't you? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the thing. You really, really. You really do. You know, yeah. It's what you want from a horror film. I think it's why you can't have characters that are too bland because you've got no investor in them. Then mm. you want to care in a horror film. You've got to care about the lead. If you don't, it doesn't matter. And I, I think, think in the, especially like the, in the you know, the noughties, where it's not like calling them that, but whatever, there's too many bland horrors, yeah. too many bland horrors where you didn't care. With this, you care about them. Mm. You know, that's what I like about them, the sort of, they are young, because that's a very much of this time. Everyone's really young in it, aren't they? Because they're all meant to be 17, and they're not, they're not 17. No, they? no, no. How could you have a car like that when you're 17? Well, exactly. And he was the oldest one, so presumably they got him to do it so he could drive the car. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you're right. I mean, I, I found this vibe with something like Hostel, where it's a terrible thing to say, but it actually put me off going to kind of that part of Europe. <laughs> yeah, because all blokes would get drawn in by that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. When they met them girls in the sauna at the beginning, mm. when you're young as well. Yeah. Not, maybe just, not, so much would, us, not so much us now. Not now. <laughs> we just want to be left I'll alone. Be, I'll be asleep. <laughs> So, would you like? Oh, here, would you like some facts? Would you like some trivia? Go on, then. I know you like them. So, names linked to the film. Most of the characters in the film are named after directors or stars from black and white horror films. Cheney is named after Lon Cheney. Wagner is director George Wagner. Browning, named after yeah. director Todd Browning. Todd Browning. Larry Murno, named after F.W. Murno, director of the first Dracula film Nosferatu. Shrek, is yeah. named after Max Shrek. Um, uh, Valerie Luton or Val Luton produced several famous horror films. Blake Dreyer, Carl Theodore Dreyer, directed Vampire in 1932, which I've st- I've got here, still haven't watched it. Um, Howard Siegel uh, is of course directed Dirty Harry, and Billy Hitchcock, whose name is of course Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, that's it because uh, there's not many people called Hitchcock in the world, is there? No, uh, no. Uh, trivia: The exterior of Mrs. Luton's house was built in five days. The residents of Vancouver didn't want the filmmakers to blow it up as they thought it was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Around four minutes in the opening scene, uh, Devon Sarah, Alex, was supposed to pretend to be asleep, but he actually fell asleep for four hours. (laughs) It's not bad going, is it? It's an easy job. (laughs) Obviously, I did stuff around him. Uh, Kerr Smith and Sean William Scott took motion sickness pills uh, before each plane crash take and were half asleep in those scenes. That's why they aren't shown in close-up. (laughs) Uh, much of the news footage from the july is from the july 1996 explosion and crash of twa flight 800 off east morishes long island new york Ah, um, yeah 
Uh, at about 17 minutes, Mrs. Luton's conversation with the co-pilot to let the teachers back on the plane was completely improvised. All right. That's quite good. Uh, not only does this film borrow footage of the crash of TWA Flight 800, it borrows other things as well. The July 17th, 1996 flight was carrying a high school French club. It exploded suddenly and was investigated for a possible deliberate act causing the accident. First a bomb, then a surface-to-air missile. After this film, it was ultimately decided that the crash was a result of a mechanical failure, which was an explosion in the central fuel tank. Um, Clear's cabin is the same cabin seen in Lake Placid. Oh, I like Lake Placid, the first one. It's a good story, um, good film. At around seven minutes in, the woman at the check-in desk at the airport tells Alex that the plane leaves at 9.25, which is the same as his birthday, 25th of September. Uh-huh. When he gets on the plane, he sits in seat I, which is the ninth letter of the alphabet, and the seat in the row is number 25. Uh-huh. The numerous appearances of 180 in the film refer to the flight's original title of Flight 180. New Line decided to rename the flight to Final Destination through fear of confusion of other films like Air Force One and Con yeah. Air. Uh, last couple here. About 10 minutes in, when the students are boarding the plane, Ali looks down from the jetway and sees a luggage cart with the number 666 on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the film, Todd's name is spelt with one D instead of the traditional spelling of two. In German, T-O-D means death. Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just said that, bloody hell. <laughs> and many of the props in the film contain references to assassinated presidents or almost presidents. Mrs. Luton's leaking coffee cup had an inscription of Mount Abraham High. And Carter and Horta's car had a license plate beginning with the letters RFK, Robert F. Kennedy. The plane takes off from JFK Airport. So there's the the trivia and facts for you. You've got to respect things. You've put that many things in it, haven't you? Oh, God, yeah. I love that kind of thing. I think sometimes some people do when it's a bit over the top or a bit too much and can overtake the story of it. But those are so – in fact, there is is a lot more, but I I weren't going to read them all out today because if anyone wants to know – you can look it online, which is where we got that from. Um, but it, it's funny when you know that, and then when you watch the film, you do end up looking out for them, and then you start to yeah. spot up a little bit. It's a bit like what we were saying about the new Barat film, really. There's loads of like secret little nods in everything, um, and you just got to keep your eyes open. But I hope people do go and especially watch the first one, um, because I think it is a, is a, a really good cracking uh, horror film, an ideal for our Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's like it's running times perfect. Really, is, it just yeah. doesn't mess about, does it? And to me, it's a bit like comedy. I think horror can be like that over an hour and a half. I think it's pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think even Borat, I think probably could have lost fifteen minutes, twenty minutes out of it. Do you think in the middle? That was only one hour forty minutes. Yeah. Well, hour and forty uh, minutes. I think it was only an hour. Yeah, it was only an hour forty minutes. I'm comedy- sure it was only an hour forty minutes. Comedy doesn't need to, and I think horror, when you get over and over and half, you're, you're not watching it for the other stuff. You're watching it for the horror. And yeah. so if you have that really good, Nick, the other stuff doesn't matter. Are you going to... I think it's like that, isn't it? Really, um, Evil Dead, isn't it? Oh, Such yeah. a short running time. Oh, yeah, it's, per- it's a perfect perfect running time. Are you going to watch... Um, have you got anything lined up for, for Halloween, for, to watch a film for Halloween or anything, or are you not bothering? No, we are. We're going to, I think we're going to the cinema and watching. We're going to see every man to see... A zombie film on the every man next week. Are you? I see. Well, um, view by you. Have you not saw that? Are you going to go? I'm very tempted to. The trouble is, is that um, I've got Isla, so I can't, I can't really go and take it to see Evil Dead. 
Well, the thing is, they've got Evil Dead on there, and I've, I think they've also got The Shining, which, you know, I mean, I've seen The Shining loads, but I've, obviously I've never seen it on the cinema. Yeah, I, um, yeah imagine that, how good that would look. But I think, I'd, I think I'd really like to see Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2 on the yeah, cinema. I think I that is... Say, Evil Dead would be amazing on the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I saw that um, the NEC was doing, like, big, um, you know, they're doing the car park things, like right? drive-ins, right? And they got, like, Die Hard on there, and I oh. thought, man, that'd be ace. But, right, for a car... And three people, which would be us, right? Was thirty-eight quid, and I'm there thinking, I'm there thinking, well, hold a minute, I've got it on Blu-ray, I can watch it on a 4K yeah. TV, and the sound won't be great. You don't no, care what they say. It's gonna be Wi-Fi in it, so yeah. it's like, no, I can't, uh, that just really annoy me. It's and if really the weather's annoying. crap as well, what you gonna do? It'd be rubbish, wouldn't it? Yeah, just having your window wipers going. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'll just get videotape and watch uh, and watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you watching anything else? Because uh, I'm not going to see you now for a, a week and a bit. So, um, are you, uh, anything lined up or not? Or? Uh, oh, I was going to tell you. So take, this is a personal one, but I think what of people might be doing it right. It's a new TV TV series started last week called Mister In Between. Yeah. You know, it's my boy, and it's a sequel to The Magician. Really? He's come out of retirement. And he no. made this TV series in Australia. The first one was on last week. I've downloaded it. He plays the same character. So what? what, what where's this on? What's this on? It's on Fox. You, I knew you. I was going to text you about it. I discovered it last night at about one in the morning. This is what I was quite. I was quite horizontal at the time. Uh, <laughs> I was being the dude, and I was looking through stuff, and I saw Mister In Between. It said an Aussie crime. Comedy drama. And I thought, oh, I wonder what that's about. And it went by the maker of the magician. I thought he never did anything after the magician, did he? No, no, no we've no. never done that film, have we? So I don't know what people people might know what we're on about here. Well, well maybe it, we should do that next year because I do own the DVD of that. It is a brilliant, brilliant hitman drama. But he only made it. He never made anything yeah. else, did he? So, so how and did you get hold of it? It's just on Fox. I downloaded the first episode. It was on Tuesday, and the second one's on. But no, you want to shoot it because. I was looking about, I've got to have a look what it's about. In Australia and America, you've had three seasons. We're only going on the first one. So it must be out there somewhere, Meds. So is this on, is this, can you, with your, you've got Sky, so I wouldn't be able to yeah, get it on, on normal. Sky, yeah, on Fox, oh, yeah. Good yeah. Mr. In-Between. I might, uh, I might have looks, a... It looks yeah. a lot older now, because obviously that's probably about 10 years ago, isn't probably it? 10 years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I have don't know a retirement to do. That, that is strange. You I know what, only I might have a word with Ray, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's only half an hour as well. Oh, Every episode, perfect. Yeah. And I said, what people said, I said, it's brilliant. It said, really sweet, but also mega fucking violent like it okay. was in that. And there's three series already? Three series in Australia and I've had three in America. We've What's just had up? the first one here. Ooh. How exciting. I was like, what? Well, I was, I was tempted, you know, to, to um, get a hold of pay money and get that, you know, that VPN. So that you can watch stuff because, um, you know, I like the SAS Who Dares Wins. Apparently, the Australia one's supposed to be really good. And I signed up to Channel 7's thing thinking I could watch it. And of course, because it knows that I'm not in Australia, yeah. I couldn't watch it. And it's like, oh, but there again, I don't really want to sort of like pay money for um, for stuff like that. So, but you, but you want to have a look. Have a look. I'm sure you probably get them first series in. So, so yeah, you need to go and search down Mr. In Between. Tell us a little bit about why you're here. My name is Ray. I'm 40. Got a kid. Divorced. 
do you think that you've got an anger problem? Flying high, you know how I feel. So, if you're in jail and you disrespect somebody, sun in the sky, you can end up dead. You know how I feel. There's consequences, but out here in the real world, why don't you watch where you're going, eh? What was that? There's no consequences. And I'm feeling because people let them get away with it. Good. You're right, old man. Enjoy hitting people. I wouldn't say I enjoy hitting people. Now she ends up with you. She must be desperate. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty big on respect. She don't. We got a problem. So in your mind, you've done society a favour. And I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> right, I will do. Can you text me that? Because you know my 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 yeah, memory. No, I, mean, I was going to text you last night, but I thought no, I'll keep it as a surprise. I'm going to tell you about it. Oh, I think we. I think you know because we said next year, didn't we? That we're going to do more films that are slightly off the radar kind of thing and the magician is one of them isn't it? and the magician is one of them and i it's think that way i don't think he did that well i don't think he did well did he? i don't I think, think so I, I don't think he did and i think he's, he's another one of those guys a little bit like what kevin smith was where he i think he maxed everything out and did it all and i think he was quite stressed over it all but it's a i think it's a great saying that i have only i have only seen it once yeah. And I bought it's a very it. unusual film because he's not your usual hitman in it, is he? <laughs> no, I think that's what's that's what's good about it. That's what I like about it. So, Ken, what are we doing next? Do you are we going to do Rumper Stumper? We are. Should we do Rumper Stumper next? Yeah, because we can't do it in December. It's not a Christmas move. <laughs> and what did we say we're going to do for Christmas? Did we decide? We did yeah, decide. We haven't talked about it yet, because we? we've sort of we've done all our favourite Christmas movies now. Right, mm-hmm. here's one. Listeners, waffle listeners, if you want to give us a suggestion for a good Christmas movie uh-huh. that we, we, we could watch that we don't have to buy. <laughs> so basically <laughs> check out Netflix and Amazon, right? And we will we'll honestly if someone give us a really good one, like we've mm-hmm. said, we're both not massive into animation, are we? So not animation. Yeah. But I know give us a give us a few suggestions, listeners. I like, I like that. That's a good. That's a good idea. Now yeah, I'm not. You know, you, you're going to have to take on the reins of that because I'm not on Facebook anymore. So yeah, uh, you, you'll just have to keep an eye on. Th- well, I am, yeah. but I'm, I'll just be floating. We're not going to do the map through a <laughs> bloody Christmas Carol. We're not doing that. So no, that's... that's one of the most awful fake things I've ever seen. Has Matt has Matt Fewer now just taken on the roles of doing very Hallmark Channel? Do you know what he's in now? Though he's in the new series of Fear the Walking Dead. Is he? And have you heard Max Hedrin's coming back? Have you heard about that? Uh, I know. What, played by Matt Fuhrer? He was talking, he was interviewed in a magazine about three months ago, and they talked to him, and what did he remember about Max Hedrin? He said, oh, I've got good memories about it, but it's not at an end. And said to him, what do you mean by that? He said, oh, there's works afoot. Oh, well, he did that... um channel four thing didn't he Recent, well a couple of years ago he played the old version of max headroom which yeah. is which is a bit weird but i was a big fan of the max headroom because you, you don't think i've seen it since the time 
Well, the, well, there was different kind of programs. It was virtual. It was the TV series. Like, yeah, the TV. He did the MTV Links thing, um, sponsored by Coca Cola. Then he did the TV thing over here, which was a chat show, because that's when he was on on Wogan, if you remember. He yeah. Did the TV thing on Wogan, uh, and then there was a TV series which um, he, he uh, Max Mafia played someone called somebody Carter, Aaron Carter, or something like that. Anyway, uh, Max Hedrum was the the brain waves of him. And that, that was a great, but that was like really kind of gothic-y, kind of like industrial TV. Yeah, program. so I remember, yeah. I don't ever remember seeing it being repeated anywhere. And I don't know if it's on DVD. I think I'll have a look in a bit. It was okay if you're a Max Hedrin fan, but the trouble was, was that there wasn't enough of Max in it. Do you know what I mean? You kind of wait, watch the whole program. Edison Carter, his name yeah. is it. Um, you watch the whole of the program just really kind of waiting for bits of Max to turn up and when he didn't turn up you're like oh man and it weren't was CGI stuff. anyway was it it was done in a studio weren't it it was done in the studio it was all makeup um, and it had like the, the older Commodore 64 white line background to do the TV thing I think when he used to do the because obviously they had to pre-record a lot of the stuff and I think when they did um, interviews with Wogan I think he did it all live Oh. He was just offset doing it, uh, and then they just jump in every now and again. They'd reverse. Sort of like the way Holly was done, wasn't it? On Red Dwarf, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he was exactly. in the corner, weren't he? Yeah. Now I didn't yeah. know that until what's that making up program? I didn't realise he was just in the corner doing it. And I think what they did then every now and again with Max is that they they just jumped the tape so that he did the kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Um, but he did a few of those on his own. But no, I, I was a huge fan of Max Hedrum. You were massively into Max Hedrum. I always remember that. I was Yeah, I mean, I, one of my book covers was just Max Hedrum. And somebody, who was it now? It wasn't Nicholas Robinson. It was somebody else had a behind-the-scenes photograph. It must have been in something like Fangora or something like that. And I was desperate to get a hold of this photo because this was before the internet or before anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very kindly brought me in a photocopy of it. And obviously, then day photocopies weren't great either. But I treasured that. It was a photograph of Matt Frewer as himself because I didn't know what Matt Frewer looked like because yeah, yeah, it was before yeah. the TV series. And then it also had how they did the makeup and stuff like that because he was obviously it's only the shoulders that you see, the rest of him, his nipples down. He's just he's yeah. wearing a t shirt. So he's like, come on. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, you, got me, you got me wanting to watch some Max Hedrum now. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, I think, well, I think we're done, mate. I reckon we should wrap it up and say goodbye to the listeners. What do you think? I reckon that's a good one. So remember, listeners, any Christmas ideas for films, put them on their page and I will disseminate them to you. Yes, good man. Uh, can we just say, not Elf, not Bad Santa? No, uh, well, I love Bad Santa. I'm not doing Elf because I'm not, you know, I know people love it, but it doesn't really rock my voice. No, I don't like it. It's got some funny, and I know like James Carner like in it, but it's so schmaltzy, isn't it? Yeah. That is not us. No, no. Definitely not and you. Not, even like old, it can go all the way back because we're into old films. Mm, yeah. Like we've never done what your favourite, have we, your favourite Christmas movie? Uh, well, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. No, we haven't done that, actually. That is a great film. I know you love that, don't you? Well, it's also very dark. I mean, that's the thing, yeah, like, you know, like I said to you before, it's not, you know, people do think, oh, it's a schmaltzy film, but actually when you watch it, it's very dark what happens do to the town of Bedford. Do you want to know, here's an admission, I've never seen it. What? Really? Never seen it. Maybe we should just do It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of them ones, <laughs> right, that I've, I've just always got round to it, but I've never got, I've, I've watched bits of it in mm. order. And I know it quite from Red Dwarf that that was always talking about, but I've never, and you always like, but I've never seen it. 
Is it is it one of them cases as well, which which you you which you blas uh, blaspheme me for in the week, where the fact that everyone told you to watch it, and it's like, well, because everyone tells me to watch it, I'm not going to watch yeah, it. But I like I love Jimmy Stewart. I, I love Jimmy Stewart, and I, I love. I just always thought it was going to be a lot more schmaltzy, but the more I've read about it, it isn't schmaltzy, is it at all? Nah, it really isn't. Maybe we should just do that. Well, we'll see what the listeners say, and if yeah, you don't yeah. like any of the suggestions, we'll see. Yeah, would you want the <laughs> listeners to watch a, watch that, and then I'll give them my view on it? Yeah, I think I think listeners would like that, especially because it's very rare that it's a film that you haven't seen. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, there's not many. Well, that might be a good idea. See what the, see what the listeners think. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, you see what there's some suggestions, yeah. or would you like us to do It's a Wonderful Life for me to watch it for the first time? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Neil Morgan, who's uh, who's uh, donated, uh, a regular donator to the to the podcast, and very kind of him too. It's uh, it uh, always goes noted, so thank you. So, if anybody yeah. else would like to uh, chip in anything towards the podcast to pay for Cal's new pants, um, please yeah. feel free to. Because uh, you know he's only got a dressing gown on and nothing else. Yeah. Not now. That'd be a bit <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, especially as I'm recording this, that'd be like, Pornhub. <laughs> sort of, yeah, the table's pretty high and I'm pretty small in many ways. So, <laughs> you wouldn't get to see anything anyway. Oh, that's, a, that's a treat for all the listeners there. <laughs> Unless it was like that bloke out the bloody boys with his big... Oh, well, I thought, that hold bit, a minute. You said, my wife was highly oh. shocked by that bit. She goes, what's that bit around his neck? So you have seen it? That's the last episode. No, no, no. It's no. It's the one in uh, where they're in uh, where they're in the uh, asylum bit, isn't it? And it grabs him round yeah. the neck. That's what we're watching. Yeah, last I, week. I didn't think you'd seen that bit. No, oh, like, yeah, like, no, yeah. What's that round his neck? I said, you know exactly what it is round his neck. <laughs> yeah, it, but saying that though, when that scene happened, I didn't quite know what that was until when they look through the window and you see Gulpy's trousers and the way that they both look at each other. And I thought, and that's the reason why I like the boys. Yeah, That's yeah. the reason why I think that program is is so good. So did you hold on me? Was that the episode that ends with Homelander standing overlooking the city? No, uh, no. Okay, no. So that is the last episode that. that no, is, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll text you in a minute. Oh, we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Yeah, or we're not we're not next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then, dude. Well, uh, thanks for joining us as usual. It's a pleasure to be in your company, and, and uh, we will see month. everyone whenever. Well, next month. Yeah. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Starting this off, no competition.
Delicious, sadistic, I'm twisted, simplistic, ambitious Malicious intentions that leave a new witness I'm ripping our faces of all of my victims Building a chainsaw, a blazer running at full speed And trust me, they know Fear is a must to attain law Part of the neck of the rest of the brain off It's beautiful out in the country Especially when any others confront me I'm feeling for blood, I'm hungry Heard of this track and you're trying to hunt me I'm in the house, the family's waiting Turning the dinner table, we've been craving Dinner, we're plating You are the course, we are the killers And you are the corpse See my name five times in the dark But you better never turn around I'm the man with the hook for a hand Kenny man, Kenny man, yeah I'm about to burn it down Footsteps in the dark When you heard it right here I'll never fit a glove My dear, you shan't be afraid It's just a little blood Candy man, candy man Up better not finish that sentence When you're finished Hundreds of bees in the chest Covering his knees if you test up Confess I'm a menace Say farewell to the flesh Everybody reading the blood on the wall It's written Get split from the coin to the gallon When I pull out the hook Ten 